Welcome to the Housewife of Horrors podcast. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Housewife of Horrors. I'm your host, Regina, and we are covering this week our first request. The request was, it started off as a conversation as a killer ice cream truck driver. So I got to looking into it. Uh, we, A friend of mine at one time possibly thought it might have been a local case. We'll get into that friend story here later. But it is the case of Robert Edward Stansberry. But before we get into that, my ever faithful companion Evil from 3B Video is here. Say hello, Evil. Greetings, and uh, I've seen this movie. It stars Clint Howard, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Uh, butter was it? Butter brickle. Butter brickle ice cream. It's really fucking hard to make. So, anyway, I also before we start, I just wanted to let everyone know that uh, we usually do a weekly show, but with uh, a lot of events coming up and everything, we're going to switch the format to every two weeks. Bi-weekly, yeah. as a. Uh, professionals say in the biz sorry bi-weekly bi-weekly and and we will still be taking requests if you have any uh for a case you want to hear us cover uh on that note uh thank you for being here again and let's get this uh guest picked podcast underway <laughs> it's not just cases though too is there a limit to what someone could request uh, for the show, yeah. If you got like a horror movie or some kind of creepy pasta or something, just in the horror scary genre of real life or art or whatever, get at us. We'll see what we can do for you. I love pasta. <laughs> so on that note, we're gonna start this case of Robert Edward Stansberry. And um, this all took place out in California and a little bit in Oklahoma, but we'll get into those details here shortly. So police describe Robert Edward Stansberry. I'm just gonna refer to him as Stansberry from here on out because I don't wanna keep saying his name fully. Anyway. I mean, most killers have a very roll off the tongue, three name thing going on, you know. And have you ever heard that thing of don't trust somebody who has three first names? Uh I technically have three first names, so you fucked up. <laughs> well, that remains to be seen. So anyway, the police describe Robert, I'm sorry, Mr. Stansberry as a <laughs> six foot two burly man with one leg. They call him the Stans. Uh, that's funny that he only has the one leg and he his, can't stands. But his left leg was amputated, which I looked into a few details because I know some questions are going to come up about well what happened here how'd this happen and I do not know how the leg what the cause was for the leg amputation so we'll just go with gangrene we'll, make, we'll, make we'll put that own. we'll put that rumor out there gangrene choose your own adventure what happened to the stanza's leg can't stand ya anyway he also had red hair a beard and tattoos I have two legs so that don't even think about it and you're an inch shorter 
not the size that counts. So, okay, while living in California, he drove an ice cream truck throughout the 1970s and 1980s, and he would use his ice cream truck to aid in his search for victims. Yeah, so did he drive this truck recreationally or professionally? B- both. Oh, uh, it but... was professionally, but it did serve his recreational purposes as well. He's like Big Worm. This is my job as well as my home. Okay, so, like, the main part, whenever you kind of read anything about him, it always kind of starts out in 1963 with a certain murder, which we'll get to. But I wanted to follow a timeline here, and I found a few articles that talked about his acts, of his criminal acts, went back all the way to 1959. So I did some more looking, a little more reading, and found out that in 1959 he had his first sex related arrest in Oklahoma City for and this is a direct quote taking liberties with a girl under 14 so we won't really get into details because really that's all that I read about that and yeah so that's that's, that's one of the nicest ways you could put being a pedo so that's where it did start was in 1959 in Oklahoma City and I'm sure there were probably people before that um, maybe you know just starting out victims but uh, in 1963 he went on and was convicted of a lewd of lewd conduct for oral copulation on two 10 year old boys in the San Joaquin area so he's in California at this point um, how it all went down was one of the boys said they were fishing when Stansberry told them that they were trespassing and he flipped out a police badge. He then molested them and forced the boys to dig their own graves. Luckily, he didn't kill the boys. Uh, I think what he did was horrible enough, but um, the boys did survive to obviously tell their story. Maybe they're the ones that got revenge and took his leg. <laughs> they came back for it in the middle of the night. Um, so he was sentenced to a ten to ten years, but was released early in January 1969. So it looks like he served six years out of that. Which, wow, uh, it's comforting to know you can hurt children and make them dig their own grave and only do six years in the can. Moving on to 1970, he moved from California back to Oklahoma, where he robbed and raped a woman. He was convicted and received two years, but was back out on the street in November of 1973. Uh, At some point between November 1973 and August 1974, he did move back to California. This guy is just all over the map with California and Oklahoma. Serious miles on that ice cream truck. Right. So um, this is kind of like the biggest case, uh, this one and another case. But in August, on August 13th, 1974, Barbara Hall, 29, she is developmentally disabled and she was waiting on her bus. Uh, unbeknownst to her, the bus strike had started that day. So no buses was there to pick her up. That's when he, since she didn't have defensive wounds, they believe that he basically kidnapped her at gunpoint. So she gets in the car or whatever with him, but she is found dead close to some horse trails. She's fully clothed uh, next to some horse trails in the San Dimas Claremont area. Two girls were horseback riding and fell upon her body. 
Um, even though her clothes were on, she had been sexually assaulted and was strangled. So, um, yeah, the police um, believe that he got her from the bus stop for the, bu- the bus that never came. So, um, total, total sidebar to that is found in San Dimas by two people riding stallions. Too soon. Just a few months later, in November 24, 1974, he forced a 14-year-old girl at gunpoint to get in his car. He rapes her twice, but then releases her in a different area from where he kidnapped her. Uh, Five days later, he abducts a 21-year-old Montclair woman outside a bar. He rapes her twice and releases her. Well, of course two of these rapes happening five days within each other police were on to him big time especially since he let them live and he was convicted in a single trial for both counts he received six and a half years what right uh he didn't kill anybody this time so anyway he received six and a half years but would be released and back on the streets by october 10th 1981 how does he keep pulling this off uh, there's just honestly in the judicial system when it comes to sexual assaults a lot of times they don't get reported because there's just no justice for these victims it's not seen as I guess as a serious of a crime especially back in the 70s and 80s um, and it just wasn't harshly punished uh, if it was even punished at all. I mean, we still have a lot of that stuff going on today. I mean, there's Brock Turner. He ended up raping somebody, but they were like, oh, let's take it easy on him because he's such a great athlete and scholar, blah, blah, blah. We don't want to ruin his life. What about the life that yes, he ruined? Yes, we do. <laughs> so there's just really not a lot of justice out there for victims of sexual assault, and that's for boys and girls. Um to quote uh, Big Kevin Nash in 1996 to Shawn Michaels, I want to ruin your life. All for it. Fuck these guys. So uh, he began driving an ice cream truck again starting in the summer of 1982. By September uh, 28th, 1982, Stansberry lures Robin Jackson into his ice cream truck with the promise of free ice cream and candy. He's obviously kidnapped her. He rapes her and beats her to death. Well, not quite to death. She's on the brink of death. Uh, After he was finished brutalizing Robin, he stuffed her while still alive in the freezer of his ice cream truck. Then he drove to Pasadena to dump her body into a concrete flood control channel. She was still alive still at this point and the blunt force trauma of hitting the ground, the concrete channel, basically fractured her head enough to finally kill her. So is this potentially the crime case that could have started the urban legend of sorts of the free candy van? Free candy van, be aware of the ice cream man. I think this, yes. And, I mean, a lot of those, like, urban legends are cautionary tales that do stem from some seed of truth. And yeah. and 
I believe that this is one of those seeds of truth, that a horrible seed, might I add. Well, I didn't find out exactly when he was apprehended for Robin's death. Um, but he was apprehended, and in 1984, he was representing himself at the trial. Uh, it was an 11-month trial, too, because of his antics and shenanigans. Finally, after 11 months, the uh, he was sentenced. Uh, see, he was sentenced to death, and he received that verdict on July 16, 1985. Thank God, finally. Oh, I totally forgot something. Um, going back to uh, Barbara Hall, um, I threw her death in the timeline where it would go chronologically. However, as you noticed, I went on to the 14-year-old, the 21-year-old. He got a trial for that and did time, but I never mentioned anything for Barbara because he did it, but he was never linked to it, and we'll get to that. So I'm sorry for that detail. I totally forgot to type that in my notes, but it is later in my notes. So um, he did get the death penalty. So why he is on death row at San Quentin he fucking dies. He never faces... What's he die from? I looked... Okay, I looked through numerous articles. I knew this question was going to come up. He was <laughs> 60 years old, and he was on death row for the 1982 rape and murder of 10-year-old Robin Jackson. So after an exhausted search of numerous articles that all just said he died age 60, he was on death row... I finally came across the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. They have a list for condemned inmates who have died since 1978. And number 49 on the list was Robert E. Stansberry. And he passed away December 12, 2003 from, and I quote, natural causes. That's it, natural causes. Maybe that's a fancy, fancy euphemism for slip and fall in the shower. Raped to death in the shower. Can't stand ya! So, um, even though he has been on trial, convicted, death row for the 10-year-old uh, murder and rape and everything, um, and now he is dead while on death row, this case hasn't stopped. In 2005... Oh, that's a heck of a jump ahead. Right. So 2005, after being a cold case for decades, the Barbara Hall case comes back into play. So the new L.A. County Sheriff's Cold Case Unit Sergeant, Richard Longshore, opened reopened Barbara's case. Because now we've got more DNA evidence... Uh, more ways of analyzing DNA evidence and all this other stuff. It would take another few years, but they finally, finally, with sufficient DNA evidence in 2010, seven years after Stansberry croaked from natural causes, Barbara Hall was finally linked to Robert Stansberry. So we dug him up and killed him again. <laughs> uh, they could at least, for her family, Barbara Hall's family, they have some closure. They have those long-awaited answers. They, I hope they have what they're looking for. So, 
that is pretty much the case and timeline for Robert Edward Stansberry. So we're going to go back to before I was doing this show and got the request. Um, an old friend of mine brought, I remember her telling this story when we were on the playground in grade school, mid-1980s. So this is your, your story that you're, t- you're tying a bit of urban le- that urban legend I was talking about from real case to here's what one of the legends might have been going around. Right. So when I was first asked this um, to do this case, I wasn't, uh, it was kind of presented to me possibly that it could have been local as in, in Kansas City. So I got to talking to this friend of mine from elementary school and she, my details are a little vague, but they will become clear as the story goes on. But she was always telling the story about like this killer clown with a van or an ice cream truck guy with a van killing kids. It was something along those lines. So since I couldn't remember the details right offhand, um, I decided to take it to Reddit. So on the Kansas City subreddit, I posted uh, this quandary that I had, and you all did not disappoint. <laughs> Reddit never does. So I started off with settle an argument. A friend of mine uh, was telling me like a story about ice cream truck driver abducting and killing kids when we were in elementary school. I pretty much already said that. And I asked, does any of you remember anything like that happening? Well, as I'm scrolling through the now there's 33 answers on here. Uh, <laughs> one of the people did post a link, and the link was only part of an article. Uh, I didn't realize it was part of an article when I first read it, but it was a good jumping off point. And uh, let me get up that article real quick here. So the articles, um, it, the beginning of the article references some Brookline incident. So now I am standing at the top of this rabbit hole in search for a whole new article so I can get the Brookline incident context because the article starts out uh, May 1981, Kansas City, after the Brookline incident, and it's like, Brookline incident? What the hell? So I ended up finding the whole article, and the Brookline incident was, it's an article uh, about clown sightings uh, when in 2016 when all the clown sightings were happening again well this person did some digging to kind of see you know like the history of it and in May 1981 Brookline Massachusetts uh, they had some clown incidences around Lawrence Elementary it was two clowns driving a black van offering candy so of course they reported it to police. No, no clowns were ever found. That's how that one ends. But then the next paragraph goes into, and I'll be damned, the friend telling the story on the playground, it, it was a killer clown. Not a killer clown, but it was May 1981 again, Kansas City, Missouri. This is where the article picks up. A few days after the Brookline incident begins, police in Kansas City received multiple reports of a knife-wielding clown in a yellow van. Parents of children attending Our Lady and St. Rose School are informed of the situation via a letter from the school administrator reading in part, 
there have been reports of a character called Killer Clown jumping out of bushes and threatening children with a knife. Then the article goes on to other cities and other incidences, but that totally gave this all just credence of, you know, killer clown and stalking children at school. And it really did happen here in Kansas city. I looked further into it, trying to find more. So we have no, we have no technically reports of a killer clown. We just have reports of clowns that like to drive, uh, conversion vehicles and do knife tricks. So after reading that, of course I did some more digging And um, I come across an article. Uh, It's an archive paper, and the title is called Police Search for Knife-Wielding Clown, May 23rd, 1981. So, in Kansas City, Missouri, police earlier this week were skeptical of reports that a garish clown was chasing schoolchildren with knives, but now they think those reports are valid, and the frightened children who report them are telling the truth. As a result, police in both Kansas and Missouri are cooperating in their search for the menacing clown. (laughs) We don't want to panic people to make them think there's an Atlanta-type situation. Now we have an Atlanta situation? What the fuck's going on in Atlanta? (laughs) Anyway, maybe I need to go back to that other article and see if Atlanta's there, but anyway. Is it the same shit? Is there clowns jumping out of bushes doing knife tricks in Atlanta, too? So, um, we don't don't want an Atlanta-type situation here, says Kansas City Police Sergeant Jim Treese. But today we had the first sighting of this clown, and it's been verifiable. Although many children at six Kansas City, Kansas schools, which me and that school friend did go to school over in KCK, had reported seeing the clown driving a yellow van since, Mon- uh, since Monday. A police, a police spokesperson said that no adults had reported seeing him until Friday morning. Damn, that took a whole week? Tree well, said, for, for an adult to see something like... I guess that clown just had good timing. Probably a lot of rider trucks. Tree said that two sisters, six and seven years old, were confronted at 8.30 a.m. while walking to their school bus in Kansas City, Mo. The mother watched from the porch and saw the yellow van pull up to the two girls. Moments later, the children ran screaming back to their mother and the van sped off. The woman told Treese her children said the man was dressed as a clown and had pointed a knife at them and ordered them to get into the van. A dark-haired man was wearing a clown outfit and had a painted face with red polka dots. Police have classified the incident as an attempted abduction. A trickle of sightings on the Kansas side of the river have swelled into a flood of menacing figures dubbed the Killer Clown in a memo distributed by a nun at, uh, at the uh, St. Rose School. When she issued that memo, it said Killer Clown. Well, that just kind of stuck, and we went with that. I mean, it sounds good, even though he hasn't. there's been no killings. Oh this. my goodness, listen to this. We are getting a bunch of calls on both sides. It's like the Russians are coming, Tree said. The Russians. Remember the, when we were scared of them in 1981? <sighs> we could not ignore any reports that we get as a yellow van with someone in a clown suit, but I can't believe that there can be that many clowns in Kansas City with yellow vans. <laughs> I mean, there probably isn't. It's probably, a, it's probably a, an incident of one, maybe two, but it just it blows up of people getting the mass hysteria going on where all of a sudden 
everyone's seeing it like when a ufo like when one person sees legitimately a ufo mass hysteria yeah and then all of a sudden everyone's like i've been seeing shit mothman is perfect example of this kind of thing like one two people start seeing something then everybody's like i saw some shit too well this clown has been reported by thousands of kids tree said the police sergeant added, however, that legitimate clowns do drive vans in the cities. I found that out last I'm, night. Hold up, hold I'm, on. A, I'm a legitimate clown. Hold on, he found that out last night, he said. He said police had stopped a happy birthday van driven by a clown in Overland Park, Kansas. An investigation uncovered a catering service on its way to a children's party at a daycare center. The article ends right there. I'm just picturing that Batman uh, funnier dice skit where the Joker's in one interrogation and they're total the dark knighting it where he goes into the wrong one and is interviewing literally a party clown that just got drunk off like wine spritzers <laughs> just beating the shit out of him. I got drunk at a birthday party. <laughs> so that being said that you so know we've, <laughs> there's reports of killer clowns and they what Raz, potentially, the only clown they could find was a legitimate, quote-unquote, clown. That had a catering service on its way to a party at a daycare. A clown catering service? Okay, let me look back at that again. (laughs) (laughs) Just serving pies? It says, they stopped a happy birthday van driven by a clown in Overland Park, Kansas. An investigation uncovered a catering service on its way from a children's party at a daycare center. Okay, so he was part of a catering service. You know they fucking threw this guy to the (laughs) ground. Like, he's face down in a fucking grassy knoll, just gunning the fucking back of his head. Like, don't you fucking move, you piece of shit. We know it's you. Where's the knives? (laughs) We saw you jump out of them bushes. Like, those are for cutting cake. (laughs) That poor clown. I wonder if he quit his job. Did Workman's Comp cover some therapy for that? I mean, how did that go down There is definitely no Workman's Comp in the fucking 1981 for clown PTSD. (laughs) You just quit that job and do something else. Thank goodness it didn't happen at the daycare. Uh, At least they said it didn't happen at the daycare. I assume they were on the road. They said going from a children's party. That's the only thing that would make it like a more insane story is like he was on his way to the children's party. He just happened to be deaf. Couldn't hear, you know, police yelling at him to get down. They unloaded their clips on him in front of the children. Platoon style killed this clown. So, um... Yeah, we had a little bit of time left, and um, I, I wish we could find who that was. Like, I would love to see who that interview that guy. How did yeah. you go down that day? Did you ever clown after that? <laughs> did you do any clowning after that? Did you call it a day after that? Do you have any PTSD from that? So, going back to the Reddit post uh, and the thirty-three comments, and I said that they didn't disappoint. So, we will just since we have some time, we will go through these Reddit posts and basically. I took it to the people of Reddit and was like, hey, did this happen? Do any of you remember anything of this? We got, and then the guy posted the link and we went into that, but... I totally think this could be a segment for your show. Ask, ask Kansas City subreddit. It's just, yeah, like, just to the, to the Reddit posts. So, um, I, I ended it with, I can't seem to find anything of anything like that happening locally. Thought maybe you all could help. 
Uh, it didn't take long, but um, one of the people said, my husband, born and raised in Casey Mo, said that the only thing he recalls is a case about a child who went missing and was found dead and his corpse was stuffed in the trash. Hubby also said that there was, were an awful lot of kids that were abducted in South KC during that time. And I'll tell you, I remember, I don't know if it was like, it wasn't 1981, I was a little bit older, but I remember a couple of stories about newborn fetuses were found in trash cans out in like the Swope Park area. Uh, I remember hearing about that, so maybe Hubby and me are kind of remembering the same story. Um, but then uh, another person chimed in with, no killers in my neighborhood, mid-90s, but the ice cream truck was definitely a front. <laughs> the ice cream truck was a front? It could have been. I mean, we all saw Friday. Big Worm was fucking selling drugs out of his ice cream truck. I just, well, I like the, uh, well, he, he wasn't really selling drugs out of the... But I'm it sure if somebody really wanted a truck. twenty twin, tw- uh, twenty twin twin off of him, he would have hooked him up at the window. I like the ice cream uh, dealer from the Death Wish remake. That was more uh, <laughs> um, creative. Oh, oh, okay, so Big Worm wasn't selling out of his truck. Well, this guy here typed in no killer in my neighborhood, but back then there was an ice cream truck that sold drugs to kids. This was over. What? This, hold on. <laughs> this was over by Hill Park and in Independence. My mom never let me buy ice cream from any of the ice cream trucks, but a friend who lived a couple blocks over told me about it. Apparently, that driver also had the kids throw rocks at another ice cream truck so they would stay out of the neighborhood. <laughs> what? I, the I told you fuck? these pe- KC people did not disappoint on this one. Like, what the, like, is he, is he, like, doing, like, the other urban legend of selling shit that has drugs in it that's disguised as other things, like the pixie stick shit? Or is he straight up, like, are kids rolling up being like, heroin, Frank, you know? I'm sure it was probably just weed for, like, the kid, the certain young kids. But But he didn't say that shit. He said drugs. So I'm just picturing it's just a litany of things. Now, and if an adult showed up to pick up, say, maybe a bomb pop, that could be code for hook me up with some heroin. (laughs) I don't know. But then... When do kids have that kind of... Kids can barely scrounge together enough money to buy a legitimate bomb pop. Who, what kid is able to scrounge up heroin or weed money? There's money in the couch. I don't know. Shit. What, 60-something, $70? I don't know what a shit costs, but it definitely ain't fucking cheap. Okay, this other guy chimes in. I assume, I'm just going to assume everybody's a guy for some reason, but it's... This dude. He says, yep, gave them all diabetes. So apparently, Wilford Brimley drives the ice cream truck in that guy's mind. Uh, Well, if that's the case, then it's a diabetes. So, okay, um, repeat 66-219 chimed in with... I know that guy. uh, Ice cream trucks were magical. That hypnotic music and delicious goodies, they were like Easter Bunny or Santa Claus. Then a buddy of mine got a job doing it. He had to provide his own bank and got robbed a couple times. He said that people that worked there ran the place like a den of thieves, ex-cons, and carnies, and as soon as you shoot... uh, and who'd as soon as you shoot look shoot you then look at you i'm sorry i got tripped up on the shoot you thieves ex-cons and carnies that 
Thieves, ex-cons, and carnies. That dude definitely was buying drugs off an ice cream truck. Uh, I don't know if he was, but the guy the who ma- worked it's a, there... They're a magical thing. <laughs> like, that dude's fucked up. Okay. So, uh, this other person chimes in with, I went to elementary school here in the 80s, and I don't recall anything like that. Maybe your friend's parents told him that to try to keep him from hitting the sweets too hard. <laughs> I mean... Wow! You know, I can believe that. Like, the the whole waiting 30 minutes after you eat before you uh, go swimming is totally like parents just covering their asses and be like, just fucking don't do that shit yet. Let our, let our food settle. It's all bullshit. And it's like, I could totally see a parent back then being like, don't fucking go out there. I was like, my mom didn't go to that extreme. Like, that's a fucking killer out there. He's trying to lure kids out. But she totally bullshitted me. Like, when the first time the ice cream truck would actually go through the neighborhood, I was like, what is that? And she's like, that's the Ding Ding Man. Like, he just goes to the neighborhood ringing his bell. That's all it is. So, uh, I can't pronounce this person's whole name, but this person, when they made their post, this changed the whole dynamic. This is where, <laughs> it's a like, game changer. This is where we went from Ice Cream Man to Killer Clown. The dynamic but changed. V Lark chimes in with there's a whole creepy clown thing back in the 1980s he posts the link and says the bit about casey is down a page which we found it but yes this person changed the dynamic of this conversation and um so then of course somebody came out with oh that's john wayne gacy and of course there was a little bit of an argument here so we'll skip past that oh internet fighting that's a first Uh, uh let's see I pooped my boots, says, Jesus, I thought links to garbage sites like that were banned on this sub. I don't know why I read that. I'm sorry. Uh, So there's more fighting back and forth. Imagine that. Here we go. Back to the comments. Pretty sure that every ice cream truck driver in the 1980s was killing at least one kid a month. I don't remember specifics. (laughs) That dude sounds like he's leading on it. He's got stories. (laughs) We used to ride the ice cream truck when I was a kid. Luckily, that was in the 70s before it was cool for them to kill kids. <laughs> you know, yeah, when it was cool in the 70s. Uh, it, these just keep getting better. This other person, they were like, don't forget the windowless white vans constantly abducting kids. If it's not for ice cream truck, it if it's not the ice cream truck, it's the van. I remember both being description for the time period. Uh, the OP is asking about, um, sorry, they're going into something that I was asking about. I recall the white van being more predominant version at my school. Uh, see, now this guy's school had the scary story, too, of the killer clown in the van. So he remembers it being white. I remember it being white. She told the story that it was a white van. So he and I are on that one it's just people spreading stories i mean even movies shows this guy goes into playing on people's fears so um you just could not be a child's entertainer and into utility vehicles in the 80s right um but there was there was a lot of good uh comments and then somebody chimed in with it was probably bob Berdella. of course i had to comment back to this i was like that's a good story but i don't ever remember him using an ice cream truck just the jumper cables uh well 
And bleach and what? Once again, we don't have to go into that, but I really thought it was a good joke there. Yeah. The whole jumper cables. Come on, nothing. Oh, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Before every show, little behind the scenes here. Before every show, <laughs> I get lectured. It's by, not lectured. It's a disclaimer. No, no, I get lectured before we start any show, and she's like, "Don't you be making no fucking cracks or jokes about." certain things in here and I'm like what kind of person do you think I am okay so this goes back to the Cabrini Green murders and a couple of articles on a couple of the deaths of children they did specifically comment that they were shot six times well in the Halloween movies Dr. Loomis even I shot him six times and I just didn't want that to come out at that time I didn't want to play a joke, like, because it's not a joke, but... No, any- I, I would take the route of, I I make fun of the killers, I don't make fun of any of the victims, but I like that she still would, pre- she prefaced it with, don't fucking say shit when we get to this, and this is totally a podcast, so you can't see what is going on, but the visuals, when we got to those stories on that, I got a visual, like wave off of don't say shit as if I would have forgotten in the 15 minutes oh yeah child murder of six shots is not funny maybe don't do that well going back to the reddit post so then once Bob Burdella is mentioned that it, will have to be an episode it uh, turns into more Bob Burdella comments here so we'll kind of go past those future episode to be sure as I'd love to get your coverage of the Burdella Okay, so the last comment is a witty username taken 99. Nice name. Uh, I actually do like that. But it, he says, not quite that old or murdery, but murdery. I. Murdery. <laughs> murdery. It, it, it's legit. I'm, we need to steal that. We're like, is this a murdery show today or it's not? It's going to be murdery. very murdery. It's always murdery. But I know someone who worked for a local ice cream truck company in the 2000s. The company ended up getting busted for trafficking. I totally wanted to comment back on this, like drug trafficking, kid trafficking. What kind of trafficking are we talking about? No kind of trafficking is good, but... Selling bogus uh, traffic lights. I'm totally thinking it's drug trafficking because we've seen a lot of ice cream truck selling drug kind of comments throughout this. So, once again... That needs to be its own thing there. Like, is can that be... We need to look and see if that's a verifiable thing. Has there been any ice cream trucks legitimately busted and in the news for selling some type of narcotics? Well, I mean... I we guess. have stories of it, but we don't have any concrete, like, we fucking got this guy doing it. Right, so... Uh, the people have read it... Uh, the Kansas City subreddit specifically did not disappoint. They came through with some awesome answers, good links, good leads, and even a c- couple funny jokes in there. Murdery. Just murdery. So thank you for that witty name taken. Um, maybe you could maybe you could try like a rating system per episode of which, how murdery is the episode today out of a scale of 100. Oh, well, that Cabrini Green one would have been off the charts. Cabrini Green would have been a 10 plus. So going back to Robert Edward Stansberry, kind of just a little, just a little wrap up here. 
even though he, you know, was convicted multiple times of his crimes, it was only essentially the murder of the 10-year-old girl that got him death row. But uh, he would eventually, I'm glad that they did. How the did. fuck did he draw out an 11-month trial where he's representing himself? Like uh, Shenanigans and antics? I don't know. If that was today, good lord would that be. I know be? that judge would have like squashed that shit and been like, you're in contempt, you fucker. I just hope lots of people were tripping him and his one leg throughout his trial and his death row sentence, just constantly like sticking a leg out, fucking hiding his his uh, false leg, which I'm assuming he used, or a cane. It just said one leg. It didn't go into how he lost the leg, when he lost it, or if there how was much, a, what a fake per- one. What percentage of this leg is left? Like, is it cut off at the knee? Cut off at the thigh? Is it just hit the ball and socket joint missing? Like, Let's go with the ball and socket joint. That's it, what I'm picturing. I'm it's picturing just a, one whole leg gone. A whole fucking leg just gone. Yep. To gangrene. Allegedly. Or two two ten year olds claiming revenge. Where's my leg? Yeah, he just woke up. That leg's fucking missing, buried in two separate holes that the kids dug. Kind of like the person who woke up in the bathtub and their kidney missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Except this one's very justified. Right. Like, fine, you only fine. You only serve with six years, but you're never gonna fucking have. <laughs> you're never gonna do no struts again. I was pleased, even though uh, Barbara Hall never actually got any justice he never faced any consequences for her uh i'm glad that the death penalty as much as a joke it is because why that's like punishing your dog on friday for shitting on the carpet on monday it's just it's kind of i understand there's an appeal process and there are innocent people on death row but this guy was guilty without a doubt and he should have just been put to death right away um just take his other leg while he's waiting to get executed. That would have been my was Like, just let's just send him in and take Ooh, his other leg. They could have made out. a new prison game, like the Weeble Wobbles. They wobble, but they don't fall down. He could have been like the prison Weeble Wobble mascot, where they totally like beat up on it. Like they use it as that uh, that punching bag that kind of comes back to you. He just bam, bam, and he just bounces right back up, right into your fist again. I just more picture they put him on like a twenty foot pole. Where he stands on his one leg, and you just have other prisoners throw like potatoes and shit at him until he falls off. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, that it's a good idea. <laughs> it, it, no, it should be rotted food, like the food that's not eaten at the prison commissary for the day or whatever. That's like heated what up it, and thrown at him. Just no, no. I, I, I'm just more to psychological shit. Like you just. You have, like, a Thanksgiving feast. Like, you can have all this food, but you got to beat our fastest runner. On that note, um, this episode was a little bit shorter than the others. Uh, I feel like I kind of got through the a little quick, but uh, I hope it was still thorough enough for you and covered all the details and everything. I mean, you unearthed... Uh, I think you unearthed an urban legend of the killer clown van ice cream truck kind of thing like that's that's this is actually like the birth of two here 
Like, we wanted to start out with just the ice cream truck driver, which that is legit that, you know, there is a legitimate fear against the ice cream truck man because of all the killings and drug trafficking and kidnapping and whatever the fuck. (laughs) And then all of a sudden we've got this Redditor that just totally throws like the killer clown aspect into it and that it did happen here. 1981, I was very, very young, so I don't remember that, but we were probably hearing about it a couple years after the fact as a cautionary tale, uh, a true cautionary tale. Yes, stories seemed to last longer back then. It wasn't like how it is today with news overload with, you know, a crisis that happens today is literally old fucking news within two weeks time frame. But back in the early 80s, like something will stick around and a story will kind of have weight to it for a good long while so uh, don't sell yourself short my dear i think you literally found the uh the seeds of where two urban legends kind of kicked off and they're not ones that are brought up tremendous and tremendously among other people at least that i've ever heard and i've heard we've listened to several podcasts and shows where they kind of go into where some of these urban legends came from and where the origins are and this is one that they haven't quite gotten to so well uh to add a little cherry on top of this cake here this cake that is from clown catering yes the killer clown with the white van okay so how our school was laid out we had the playground and then there was like kind of a i guess like a soccer field it was kind of multi-purpose but it was a grassy field and then at the end of the grassy field the road started and there were of course houses right there at the end of the playground there was a house what adult logic tells me today is it was probably just a broke down van in their driveway but (laughs) she would always use monica was her name she would always use that van she'd point at it and go that's the killer clown's van and it really now it has even a little more credence because we had these incidences of 1981 with the catholic school and then now we've got this white van at the end of the playground i would never and actually i don't remember many at all any of the children playing close to that part of the playground um because i mean she was this was a playground story so it wasn't just her telling me this was something that like like in Candyman, the whispers in the classroom except we're on the playground looking at this white van afraid of a killer clown <laughs> playing games like who can get the closest on the field to it like he's waiting out. and he's like just waiting it's like that motherfucker's gonna get to the end of the driveway and i'm gonna bust out and get that kid he's just in the back of the van doing his knife tricks waiting for someone to get in proximity so, look at this cool shit i can do with these butterfly knives now looking back as an adult it's like oh that was probably just a broke down van that somebody or maybe that person worked nights and they were sleeping during the day um I don't recall that van being the killer clown van. It was just somebody who lived by the school. Anyone that <laughs> is, yeah, anyone that just had a van is was suspect back then. <laughs> it was all sus. So. Yeah, there wasn't the minivans weren't a thing. I don't think really then it was conversion no. They were vans. still the full conversion. Yeah, they're all those. So that's like, oh, that's either a plumber or someone that's out killing people. <laughs> right. Well, I totally thank you, the people of the Kansas City subreddit that chimed in to help settle this argument, Michael for his request, you for your additional commentary that helps get me through the silent moments, 
and next week, actually, we're switching to an every two-week format. Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. My bad. Bi-weekly. We have another request. Uh-oh. Margaret, uh, one of our awesome listeners, Margaret, she chimed in with a request for a local case. So it's going to be local Casey again. I've already kind of done some digging, and it looks like I start off with one person, and it's rabbit-holing into a lot more than that. So... On that note, I'm going to leave you with suspense on pins and needles. And like the great, late Robert Stack would always say, for every unsolved mystery out there, there's someone, somewhere, who knows something. Maybe it's you.